Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey gang, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio with Zach and Laura. Today's episode is kind of a downer, actually. We're talking about divorce, which is really just an inevitable part of any conversation around marriage or marriage therapy. Um, lately in my practice, um, I feel like I've had a, a more than my fair share of couples that are calling it quits. And sometimes that's the right thing. Sometimes it's uh, it's bailing and it's lazy, um, but it's always complicated. So stick around. What's going on? Oh my gosh. What's going on? Good morning. You said you liked musicals. I do like it's musicals. It's afternoon. Again, it's good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. I do like musicals. You, I know you do. We went to... Uh, um, no, actually, I didn't go. Uh, but we're going to one next week. Going to see Come From Away. Which, what is... I've never heard of it. It's awesome. It's my favorite one. It's about, um, it's about 9-11 and how um, when... They closed the U.S. airspace after the first planes crash. They redirected all these planes to Newfoundland because Newfoundland used it, it's like the biggest airport in the world. When when planes used to need to uh, refill, uh, refuel, huh. and the yeah. town of Gander, which is right next to right next to the airport, um, hosted all these people, like doubled the population for about eleven days. And it's just a story wow. of all these different personalities that were present <clears throat> but it's a brilliant show and it's it's a uh it's a musical because it doesn't sound like like one of those things that you would want to sing about well you're not singing about this tragedy you're singing about people's response to the tragedy and how they mm. bi- bonded together and and you know demonstrated humanity in one of the most horrible times you know in the world you know because you had all these planes yeah. coming over yeah. from international flights so you had all kinds of people from all kinds of different countries and then the hospitality that this town showed was just just incredible. Cool. But the cool come thing about away. it, yeah, come from away. It and, and it's got like, I want to say nine people play maybe 40 characters. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was just thinking is uh, this episode has been brought to you by Come From Away. <laughs> I wish. But that yeah. just reminded me of the really fun stuff that I've been working on is getting the podcast sponsored by different different people. Okay. And I have come across some really cool products. And the first one being Lube. All right. So <laughs> that's coming to an episode near you is a sponsorship by a Lube company. And then also... Um, I'm working on another one, which is just a really cool gift idea for your partner that it does not involve silicone or do you call it silicone? Yeah. Or slippery agents. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's just, let's get down to the, what we're talking about. Although, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I had my, uh, I had my endoscopy, endoscopy. Endoscopy. It was wild. They, they just put a camera down. They went in, yeah, yeah, in the throat. Yeah. You got to. But the fascinating part of it, it was like, it was kind of like this lady was like, I want you to have this bite tube on, which will protect your teeth from the camera and the camera from your teeth. And I was like, no problem. And she put it in my mouth. And then I was in the recovery room with Rebecca. 
So they knock you I, completely out. I literally like 40 minutes of my life just got erased. I have no, wow. I have no experience of having the procedure done at all. You know, I had a strange reaction to whatever chemicals they give mm-hmm. you to knock you out. Yeah. And I had migraines for like a month. Well, after that, I, it was tough. I did something that I, they told me I wasn't going to be able to. So they said, you're, you're going to need to take the whole day. You can't drive home. You got to be in bed the rest yeah. of the day. I played soccer I that night. I remember you. Oh, I, I told you to stay in bed and your wife did too. I, know. I totally played soccer. Why? Because I was feeling great. I felt like totally normal. Scored a goal too. All right. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> I scored the game. All right. I scored the game winning goal. I I honestly thought you were going to take a little bit of time and just relax. No. But yeah, I remember you saying that Rebecca told you to stay in bed, which you obviously didn't listen to her advice, right. which is good because you won the game. So yeah, that's all that matters, won. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Cool. Well, um, today I wanted to talk about something because I recently was asked to weigh in um, on a, a reporter that had contacted me and said, Laura, we would like your advice. It has to do with divorce. And of course, you know, anytime there's a media request, I'm interested in providing my expertise. And the way that the article was written, I didn't necessarily agree with it. And the title of the article, let me see if I can find it, is Five Signs You Need a Divorce. <laughs> and I just kind of thought that was clickbait. It's brilliant. Um, but it really is more about the episode or the episode. The article is a little bit more just about allowing people to understand maybe what signs might be that your relationship might be headed towards sort of like relationship demise or that you're in a really hard spot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am just kind of curious what you thought or what your thoughts are. If there are people that come to you and say, Zach, do you think we should get a divorce? Just, you know, we've met with you for one time. What do you think? You've seen us interact. Mm -hmm. You've heard our story. Do you think we should just call it quits right now? Because I know that there's people that ask me that all the time. They want the answer right then and there. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting, I feel like lately, for some reason, and maybe I'm just not on my game, I've been referring to a couple of divorce attorneys, like, <laughs> I don't know, probably okay. six times since the summer started. These, yeah. these people are going to yeah. be like, man, what's up? I have two favorites in town. And uh, they've got to be like, man, Zach's in a slump or something. But um yeah. I feel like I'm facing this like, nah. a lot because um, I am pro-marriage for sure. I, I definitely want people mm-hmm. to uh, experience the best version of themselves within their relationship. But sometimes, you know, it's just not possible. Um, yeah. And I've been, I don't know, maybe quicker lately to to not waste people's time because they do ask, you know, and they go, what do you think? And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, there's definitely some times when I'm like, I... I think you got to really face this question. I think you have to really, I think you have to face it as an option because whether they've been meeting with me for a couple weeks or a couple months or even a couple years, if they don't have the, the, the motivation to do the work, then, Mm -hmm. then I think I'm, I think I'm getting more uh, open to the possibility that maybe they're better off apart than together. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about two different types of people and it could be age. We know that there's some generational differences that come to how soon people throw the towel in Mm -hmm. or how much they're willing to work on their relationship. Um, But you kind of have these two people where you have some people that start saying the word divorce or they're willing to throw the towel in way too soon. Mm -hmm. And as a therapist, that's where I find it to be my job to say, 
it's not over till it's over. And it's certainly not over. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of things that you need to work on and take some ownership of. And if you improve these things, I guarantee you'll improve the relationship that you have. And then there's the other group where it seems like they're hanging on and they're absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. And as a therapist, sometimes you do want to say, hey, maybe you're better apart than you are together. I think you're making each other miserable. There's absolutely no friendship left in this relationship. Yeah, that's the big one for me. That's probably, yeah, that's probably an important piece is, you know, if they're with this article that Fatherly wrote, Five Signs That You Need a Divorce. One of the signs I would say is just an absolute lack of friendship mm-hmm. when you just you don't even like your partner anymore. Um, a lot of people lose love over time. And that's when we get into what we would sort of call roommate syndrome, where people might be friends and they're friendly with one another and cordial. But there isn't a lot of lust and love and romance and passion. But what if there's a, a relationship where you don't even like your partner most of the time? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I'm thinking of a couple a couple of actual couples that I'm that I'm actually working with at the moment and it's just like I have to remind them that you don't even like each other. Um <laughs> there you both think that if I fix Money money well spent on Zach's therapy. Well, you don't like each other. They both think that if we fix the other one then we can fix the relationship and I'm like, "No. Right. That's not yeah. that's not it, you know. There's a there's a whole foundational thing in play here. And I I think the other piece too is that for me, it's really sad when people, uh, I think there's something about feeling alive, right? I mean, I think, I think your marriage should not make you feel atrophied or dead or sleep. You ought to feel some kind of uh, energy or life-giving energy that as a result of your relationship. And when people lose that, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, to say, resurrect it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's another piece where I have to, I'll, ch- I'll just ask people, I said, what do you believe about resurrection? What do you believe about redemption? Yeah. What do you believe about recovery after rock bottom? Because mm-hmm. if they don't mm-hmm. have a vision for that, then then there's no reason to expect the relationship to turn around. Yeah. I'm going to just go off on a tangent here for a second, this idea of resurrection or recovery. And I think some of the sort of blessings that you find in relationships is when early on in a relationship, you're able to go through hard things and bounce back from it. And Um, Just in life in general, it can be really incredible to teach yourself as a couple that it it just I'm thinking of my husband and I, we went through a year or two of what we call the internship, which essentially is our fond way of remembering when we didn't make any money at all. And we we went through our savings accounts and then we, we short sold our house, sold all of our vehicles that we had bought a minivan at the age of 25. There was a very humbling experience that it happened. However, I am a fan of minivans. Um, But what we learned is that we can go through hard things. We can Mm. encounter um, things that kind of turn our life upside down a little bit. And, um, and we were able to get through it together and, and believe that. And so we have this mindset that we can go through tough stuff and we can overcome it. So if you, if we were your clients, I would probably say, yeah, we believe in recovery. Yeah. We believe in bouncing back because we've gone through it. Well, I sure do. I mean, that, that's a big part of Rebecca and I's story too. Just, we had a similar experience of a really traumatic year and, and we would, we would claim that our relationship is stronger on the other side of that than, than it was before. I mean, I think, and, yeah. and people just need to have uh Sort of, uh, I don't know. They have to have, I always say you have to have two things. You have to have hope and you have to have imagination. And when those two things are gone, then uh, then it's really hard to to put together a relationship. And, and, and you know, um, 
this is the one you hear, right? Like, why would you stay married? Well, for the kids. And then yeah. I always go, you know, I, I, I don't buy it. I, I think what kids need mm-hmm. are parents who are friendly and kind and who model secure attachment mm-hmm. and who can uh, do conflict and repair. And if those two parents live in the same yeah. house, that's amazing. But if they, yeah. if they don't, that's better than having two parents who are dead inside, who are constantly bickering, who have no, mm-hmm. no sense of um, life or responsibility, um, who yeah. idolize their children uh, and really put responsibility for their marriage onto the shoulders of the children. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy for kids. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not, yeah. I'm not advocating for divorce, but I'm certainly not a fan of staying together for the kids. Right. You know, one of the books that I read this last year, and I've probably said it before on the podcast, that was a bit of a game changer, is it pulled together all of this research from about six different um, people in different fields. You have a divorce attorney, you have a child therapist, Mm. you have a marriage and family therapist, and it essentially says, what happens if you stay together and what happens if you divorce? Like, what are you actually going to be better off making those decisions? And the book is called Should We Try and Work It Mm. Out? And the reason why I love it is it it pins two different types of couples uh, aside from each other. You have the fiery hot couples that when they argue, it's loud and it's super climactic and it's explosive and hurtful. And then you have the couple that's stony, ice cold, completely lonely, disengaged from one another. And then it says, now, how does this affect your children? And how would it affect your children if you stayed together? And how would it affect your children if you stay, if you broke up? So have four basic and, case uh, studies. So lots of, well, I mean, it's just, it actually isn't just four basic case studies. It's a whole lot of different scenarios that you okay, go okay. through. And um, what's the outcome? And it's very interesting because I think if you're sort of standing at that fork in the road saying, should we stay or should we work or should we try and work it out or should we divorce? This book will be a game changer when it comes to looking at your personal situation mm-hmm. and saying, okay, this is how I will end up. And it says, you know, women, when you divorce, this is statistically what happens to mm-hmm. women. They end up on the poverty line. Um, men, when you divorce, this is statistically what happens. 50% of your income goes elsewhere. It probably did before, but it'll go there forever, whatever it might Mm be. Um, It looks at your happiness, your quality of life. If you choose to have another relationship, what statistically, how soon are you going to have another relationship? What would it look like for a divorce rate at that point? I mean, it's just a fascinating book and I loved it. I thought it was great. I I actually give it to a lot of couples to Mm -hmm. read. Yeah, I think if you're gonna, I think yeah. if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna divorce, you definitely have to do it deliberately. You know, uh, after mm-hmm. some investigation. I, I think um, I really, I really try to sort of set a boundary for my couples, at least in my practice, that they're not allowed to to use divorce uh, as part of an argument or or in the heat of the moment. If they're going to talk about divorce, yeah. they need to do it at the coffee shop, or they need to do it over. Yeah. Um, over a meal that they plan or they need to do it because they started reading this book together. They, it's not okay to, Mm -hmm. to wield it like a weapon because that is really just, it's really just cruel, I think, and irresponsible. Yeah. I was just thinking, what if it, it oftentimes takes couples a long time to cool off? And I'll tell you, it took my parents 20 years to cool Mm. off. Um, from their divorce. And what if couples, this is just in my like utopian brain here. Um, 
had a waiting period. And I know that divorces, by the time you file for divorce in certain states, you have like a 90 minute grace period or whatever. Yeah, or 90 days. Before they actually, 90, what did I minutes. say? 90 year? No, you said, 90 minutes. It's like, you're allowed to get divorced in an hour and a half. That's right. Until, until your shot of tequila wears <laughs> off. You can think clearly. Um, 90 days. But what if couples waited like a two year amount of time for them to emotionally cool off, become a little more clear headed, a little more intentional and begin thinking outside of the saving face? Because at that point you're wounded and hurt and you can oftentimes not see further than yourself. All you can worry, be worried about is yourself. And um but what if couples waited for two years before drawing up documents and becoming more intentional about how, what this divorce would look like and how they would divvy up things? Probably not a great idea, but I'm I don't just know. thinking I think it, about well, a cooling it, it, off period. To me, I'm like, my brain is kind of working on that a little bit. It comes back to this idea yeah. of maybe separation, right? I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan of separation when there's a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of separation as a as a step toward divorce, but more like, hey, we need right. a we need a hard reset. And that means we're just going to change the rules a little bit. We're going to, we're going to have a date night. We're going to have a really deliberate time with the kids, but not together or whatever, whatever the plan is. um, And if that's a 90 day or two year period, um, you know, it could be better than the alternative. Um, This is just a question and I have a theory on this, but I'm sure that there's a research out there that I didn't look at before. But when you separate, oftentimes you see couples in your practice where one partner will use separation as I think we should separate really in their mind. Their brain is already made up. They want a divorce Mm -hmm. and they're just using that as we're going to ease into this divorce situation. We're going to separate that's just prolonging the inevitable if one person is so pulled out of the relationship. But um, what you said was I'm a fan of separation. If it's actually in favor of hitting a hard reset where both people are decided that they want the relationship to work for each of them and they want to be in the relationship, but they need to start anew. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. That's very interesting. Or Hmm. they agree that the separation is, uh, you know, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll say, let's, let's call it 90 days. Let's figure out what the conditions yeah. are going to be um, so that when we come back together in 90 days, we're evaluating those conditions in terms of whether or not we want to either move back in together or, or, or proceed with a, a prolonging the uh, separation or divorce. Like, but you got to know what your, like what your plan is. It's not just relief from pain. Right. It's, it's space yeah. to process pain um, and then mm-hmm. be intentional about processing that pain. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I've had couples who have asked me, do you think it's a bad idea that we move out? And I've said, absolutely not. I actually had this conversation recently with a friend um, where I have seen couples who have either moved in too quickly. um, And I did, I advised a couple that had gotten married that they need to move into two separate places Mm -hmm. just because it moving into two separate places doesn't mean that's a change in the relationship. I think that we have this idea of what relationship should look like, like a man, a woman, one partner each uh, in a household. And you don't. And then there's all these variations uh, as to what that would look like. And um, and so I had said, you guys may never live in the same house at the same time while you're married. And that might just be your construct. That's what you've you've built for the two of you. It's actually called it's living alone together. 
living alone together. Yeah, L-A-T. It's, I, huh. Really? Yeah. That's, a, That's thing. a thing. Hmm. I think I sent my mom an article about this and she was in the midst of having an argument with her partner about getting a, a piano in the house and her partner wouldn't let her get the piano. And my mom said, well, I think we solved the problem. I'll just get my own place. I'll put my piano in my home and we'll just stay married and it'll be great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Gridlock. I guess, I guess the so uh, I guess the the lesson probably when it comes to divorce is that it's complicated. Um, and that sometimes there's yeah. more than just yes or no, should we or shouldn't we? Um, mm-hmm. And, but I'm a, you know, again, I, I'm a big fan of people f- living their best life. And if marriage helps you do that, then, then amen, be married. But if, if you can't live your best life while you're married, uh, I'm certainly not a fan of, of wasting, wasting years. Yeah. But I will tell you that my biggest pet peeve, you and I have talked about this before, is when couples come in and they say, we want a divorce. And you say, great, what have you guys done to fix the relationship that you have up until this point? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we really haven't done anything. We've been in pain for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, That's what I'm not a fan of is people not trying and just throwing the towel in and just letting this relationship unravel and just continue to unravel without actually fighting for it. It's not going to get any easier just because you're single. You still, you're still going to be that that wonderful human being out in the single yeah, world you go, with all the other are. wonderful human yeah. beings. There you are. Yeah, I think probably my biggest takeaway is just taking a look at that friendship foundation. Yeah. If it's lost, if it's gone, if it's been gone for a long time, that's a really tough one to resurrect. If you can't even find a, an element of liking your partner, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. It's always my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of it. Um, Adios. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I want to say thank you so much for the listeners who have emailed me in the last couple of weeks and telling me how you came to find the podcast, that you've been binge listening to all of the episodes and that you really love what we're talking about. And those of you who have asked questions, we will continue to answer them on air. I wanted to ask if you could go to iTunes and leave us a written review that helps for others people, not just myself, to know how much you love this podcast. Also, it would help us. But if you could go to Marriage Therapy Radio, there is a tab at the top right-hand corner that says Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to financially be able to support the podcast so that we can continue to follow our mission reaching out to couples with a little bit of humor, a little bit of information, a little bit of research. You can be a supporter of Marriage Therapy Radio by offering $10 a month to keep the lights on and keep us on the radio. Thanks so much for putting all of your time and energy into making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.